The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig, and yes, we beat the Jaguars 19-9. Well, I think it should have been more than that, and I'm going to tell you why. Here, show 385. Well, Raider fans, before I get into this show, I just have to call somebody out as the asshole of the month. Hit it, Randy. Yes, the asshole of the month is Gene Kwan, absolutely mayor of the city of Oakland, worthless to say the least, the third person in line for the throne as the way they vote in Oakland is crazy, weird, and well, Gene Kwan was very late to the meeting regarding the Oakland Raiders staying in Oakland. They weren't prepared, and it was really an unsuccessful meeting to say the very least. I think she's full of crap. She's one of those lazy-ass mayors in Oakland that really doesn't get very much done. And the poor city has suffered from that far too many times. So, Gene Kwan, you are the asshole of the month. Because you're an asshole tonight. All right, Raider Nation, let's get to this show, which will be post-game for the Jaguars. Well, they were what we thought they were, to coin a phrase. And, of course, a pregame for those hated, notoriously hated, I hate them anyway, the Denver Bronca hoes, and I sure mean hoes, and you know what I mean about that. The 2013 home opener for the Oakland Raiders versus the Jaguars. Wow, what a party. It was very special there at the Coliseum, seeing friends and family from a long hiatus of summer fun. Let me tell you, man, it was great to see Kirk and the crew, the entire crew, everyone, (laughs) Leonard, the list goes on. It was a countless throng of friends, right, a mic. I mean, uh, the bandito was in the house. Everybody, Raider Milt, I mean, I, I get this... Be here for a half hour spouting out names. 
Great time. Great party. We rolled just like the Raider Nation do. Filling up the house. It was great crowd. The energy was in the house. The, the noise was there. And we were there. So let's hit on this game and let's figure out what the hell's going on here. Well, the Raiders won uh, 19-9. It was a cornucopia of uh, buffoonery to, to, for me. I'm glad we won. Don't get me wrong. I know some people are going to get all pissed. Hey, we can do with W, whatever. I'll tell you, I don't like the way we won. And I can say that because it's true. Championship teams don't look that way ever on their way anywhere. And you know that as well as I do. I didn't like the conservative play calling. Greg Olson and our head coach, for the first time for me, failed the team by not letting them crush crushed the Jaguars, and it didn't happen because there was a lot of conservative running. Let's use the clock. Let's manage the game. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that say that that's the way to do things, and I I, I believe it. I understand that. Oh, and then we don't want to show the opponents the rest of the season our secret plays. Well, yeah, maybe that's true too. But, man, you got to use some aggression here and – Continue to go forward with the ball. Terrell Pryor did a great job. No turnovers. What do you think about that? Didn't run all over the place. Didn't have to. Darren McFadden popped out 128 yards. Well, we ran the ball well, and our defense came to life, and it was kind of fun to see our defense alive. I'll tell you that right now. Let's talk uh, more Raiders on this uh, Raiders Monday. Good enough to be joined by the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, Jason Tarver. By the way, the Raiders held the Jags to 34 yards rushing and sacked Chad Henney five times. That's got to be music to your ears. Those are good numbers, huh? Yeah, we're doing some good things. The guys are flying around, and, and we like what we're starting to create, an identity of this defense. Flying around in our black jerseys at home in front of the nation is what we want to do. Yeah, congratulations, Jace. You guys played well. Uh, the injury to Tyvon Branch, uh, do you have a feel for how long he's going to be out? And, and does this open it up for you to move Charles over to strong safety if he's out for several weeks? Well, Coach Allen handles all the injuries, and I'll let him address that with you guys. But what we have in our safety position is position flexibility. That's what we look for in the players that we've added this year. And, of course, we really like what Charles is doing. His uh, flying Superman tackle yesterday was outstanding <laughs> and got everybody going. And uh, Osama Young came in, played pretty well, and Brandon Ross did some good things in the game. So we have guys that can play both strong and free, and our two positions are pretty much interchangeable. So we'll move those three guys around and uh, activate them some of the time, as you saw yesterday. Since since we're in the secondary, let's talk about that. Not only your safeties, but uh, your corners. I like uh, what Porter is doing in the slot. DJ Hayden, they seem to target him a little bit, especially at the end of the game. But by and large, I would imagine you're pretty happy with what the secondary is doing. Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting better. We're challenging, and we understand where our leverages is, are supposed to be based on the coverage. We still have some things that, that we can clean up, of course, like everybody does, but we like how the guys are playing with leverage, understanding where their help is. And Mike Jenkins had a heck of a game yesterday. He was flying around, hitting everything, knocking balls away. 
a matter of time until we get get our hands on some footballs and uh, take it the other way. Which, of course, we're going to need to get to get some takeaways pretty soon against, uh, especially the guy we play next week. Yeah, that'd be Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football, Jason. Yeah. Uh, you you have used uh, just one time your favorite word, which is activate, which means blitz, send a guy to go get the quarterback. Last year, what'd you tell me in August? The the, the blitz percentage of your defense last year was like thirty seven percent. Where where yeah. are you now? These first two weeks of the year. I haven't looked at it yet today. I'm starting on the Broncos, but I will look at what what we do is we start on the opponent in the afternoon, and then towards tonight, I'm going to look at everything with our some of our young coaches, and we'll look at everything we're doing and make sure we got a right mix to where they can't necessarily see who we're activating and when. Yeah. And uh, but I'm pre- I'm sure we're pretty good up there in that percentage, getting that blitz percentage up, kind of where we like it. Probably higher than 37, huh? Yeah, probably higher than 37. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the thing that I like, John and, and, and Jace, is you're, you're bringing it from all different levels. You don't know where it's coming from. I'm seeing a lot of cat blitzes off the, the corner. You're bringing everybody. Yeah, and what's great is the guys understand it. You know, when you're activated, that's your time to go win, and it's your time to go get the quarterback. And you gotta you got to understand how to make plays on each quarterback that you play. You know the only the only games the only few plays that we would want back in this in this season so far these two weeks would be the times where we didn't quite wrap the quarterback up. We had Henny a couple more times yesterday, and we had yeah. Andrew in our sights. You know, at Andy Burnett had him, yeah. So with this number, this sack number could even be higher, and that's where we want to go. We want to keep pushing ourselves to be the best. We want we want the most. It's it's okay to be greedy on defense. We like it. Yeah, it's interesting. You have nine sacks, which leads the NFL. And yesterday, you had five sacks. You had four in the first game, and it was by five different players. So it's you know, with some teams, it's one guy or two guys dominating. But but you're getting a bunch of guys to the quarterback. Yeah, and that's part of our plan. The quarterback picks who sacks him, not us. So we're going to activate guys, and you, the player's job is to run the blitzes as good as they can, and then let the quarterback decide who sacks him. Just give us one thought on, on D.J. Hayden, Jace. It looked like uh, they are going at him a lot, but he seems like he's getting better and better every snap to me. He does. He gets better. as Both both games so far, he's gotten better as the games went on. Once he sees something for the first time, he's quick to make the correction. They threw a little bubble screen early in the game in the second quarter out there to him, and he wasn't quite quick enough getting up and sending the ball back outside in. So the very next time he does it, he pushes the wide receiver inside and he makes a tackle for three or four yards. So What's great about DJ is he learns, and he learns, and it only takes one time for him to see it. Uh, players that take longer than that are obviously the ones that aren't in the league very long. So he's definitely progressing. Life in the NFL as a rookie corner is not very fun because they're, they're going to search you out. But we have tools and weapons in our defense to help him, and if he continues to learn just like he is, he's going to be just fine. You know, it's interesting, your, your defense in the preseason, obviously, there were so many injuries, especially in your front uh, seven. Uh, they, your team hasn't played a lot of quarters together. How much better can they get as they continue to get more continuity? Well, that's the, you know, the sky's the limit. We like the group of the players. Like Coach Allen and I have said, the whole offseason is we really like these guys. We like them as people, and they want to be good. So they sit in the room together, and they make calls together. They work together during the week. They text and call each other, even in these off days. Well, they're when they're on their off days, like like in the NFL, most teams have an off day on Tuesday. When they're off, these the guys are communicating, and that's what's great. If we continue to have that communication level 
and then the leadership provided by Charles and some of the other guys, then we can continue to do these things. Now, we we like a lot of the things that are happening, but we're still leaving a few plays on the table. We still got to learn how to finish things better. We started this game very well. We handled their tempo very well, but we need to finish games off both in those first two games, and that comes with playing together, like you said. Offensive line did a pretty good job. Defensive line did a very good job. I mean, Darren McFadden, what can I say? There was a lot of good things that we did in the game. I mean, I think uh, for our football team to run the ball the way that we did uh, with the effectiveness that we had running the football with uh, McFadden over 100 yards, you know, 226 yards overall uh, on the ground and 6.6 per carry, uh, I thought that was outstanding. Um, we were able to start fast in the game. Uh, our ability to go out defensively, to, de- to defer on the, on the coin toss, go out defensively, get a three and out, uh, special teams to create the big play with the kicking game uh, on the 30-yard return by Phillip Adams, and then to cap it off with a touchdown drive by the offense uh, was a great way to start the football game. So we were able to start fast uh, in the game, and that was good. Uh, I thought defensively our ability to stop the run uh, to make them a one-dimensional team where they had to throw the football. Uh, you know, that was, that was a big thing in the game, and it allows us to uh, get some of our pressure packages going so we could affect the quarterback. The team performed pretty good with the exception, as the coach would say. I agree with him about this. Our third-down conversions were crap. Something to worry about. That's a huge concern for me. You know, obviously, anytime you come off a game, there's a lot of things that you got to improve on, and, and uh, uh, there's certainly a lot of things that we have to get cleaned up. Some of the, uh, you know, some of the operational things we got to get cleaned up. Third downs have to get better. Uh, we've got to be able to stay on the field offensively. We've got to be able to get off the field on defense. Red zone, we have to improve. Uh, and then our four minute, uh, both offensively and defensively, we've got to improve in that area. We, we've got to learn how to finish games and finish games stronger. Uh, and that, that's critical to you know, having success in this league. So uh, with that, we're obviously we're all excited about getting the win. We're one and one. And uh, we've got a big divisional opponent that we play on Monday night. We've got to be able to have that third and short, not third and eight, you know, and then get a penalty and be, you know, this is what happened to us in this game. That's what the cornucopia of buffoonery is, is not being a, a rhythmic offense. The defense did a great job, but the offense sputtered all day. And, uh, well, we got the victory. But like I told everyone the beginning of the season, this is a, a year of experiments. This is a year of tryouts. This is a year of no expectations, right? So we kind of expected to win this game. I don't know why, because like I've said before, we've been screwed with that attitude. But we thought we could win, and we did. I'm proud of the guys. They did a great job. I'm proud of the, the fans. They came big time. And, well, it was a victory, and I got to be happy about it. Just a few things that kind of pissed me off. But all in all, man, it was a good game. It was great to be there. The Raider Nation was happy. The parking lot was rocking. And, uh, well, you know what? (laughs) You got to love it when we win. I always do. So, goodbye, Jaguars. Worst team in the NFL. We won't be picking first. 
That's for sure. And that is all I have to say about that. All right. Raider Nation. The game we always look forward to every year. At least I do. The Raiders versus them damn Rockaho. I said it a million times. I'm going to say it a million and one. I hate the Broncos. I hate the owner. I hate the general manager for sure. <laughs> Give me a smile, Snaggletooth. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. Horse is a horse, of course, of course. Can't stand the fans at all. So, you know, what more can I say? I just hate the frickin' Broncos, and that's it. And we go there on a Monday night. Oh, my goodness. Now, the mainstream media has had their lips glued to Peyton Manning's ball sack since the beginning of the season. And, well, I guess <laughs> that's not enough. I don't know what else they could glue to it, but it's it's drippy, gooey, nasty, uh, sucking. That's all I can say is there's a sucking sound coming from ESPN. You know, there's a short take on YouTube with uh, the Warren Saphead and all these other asses in a room, and they catch him on off camera just before they start to film uh, the segment on NFL Network. And here they are, and before they start filming, there's a little film ahead of time that says, oh, yeah, Denver playing the Raiders. Ah, that's just like a bye week. That's what Sap said. I freaking hate that fat guy. You know, screw him and his orange jacket. If I ever get to Canton, I'm going to stick a piece of chewing gum in his nose, try to stick it there and leave it there. (laughs) I can't stand that guy. Now, the thing we saw last week from the Jaguars, which I was really happy to see, was they were using the hurry-up offense. Chad Henney was hurrying up all game. Didn't help him out very much, but it gave our defense an opportunity to see what it's like being in that tempo. They controlled the tempo, really, and that was kind of a concern for me, too, but it was good that we got our substitutions on defense in and out without getting a penalty. Don't be so sure that won't happen with Denver because they're sneaky and they're cheaters and they piss me off with their shit they do to their line, just like those freaking Patriot cheating asses that I can't stand. They do the same thing. Trickery to try to capture a penalty, try to Snap, you know, hurry up the snap. You know, come on, man. Grow the fuck up. It's National Football League. You're playing pro ball here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But you know they're coming after us that way, foe show. You know, that hurry up offense is going to be something along with Peyton Manning's half a step pass. You know, he takes a half a step. That ball is out. And it's out to Decker and whoever else is out in the general directions because he has a plethora 
or a shitload, whichever you want to call it, of wide receivers that catch a damn football, and he gets it there. And so in uh, this game, we have to get to him and we have to pressure him like every other team before us that has been pummeled, okay? Our defensive line has got to find a way to pressure him and in doing so, keep him off his rhythm. This is the only way you beat Peyton Manning. I've only seen it done this way. He can't be settled in the pocket going all the way to the fourth choice for wide receiver. Now, Peyton loves to use slants. That's why his slant passes are deadly because he gets the ball out so fast that the linebackers really can't cover these receivers. It's so much faster, and they get right up there in the middle, they get the ball, and then they're taken off. And, and this is what happens every game. Watch it for yourself. Bill Romanowski, how are you today, Romo? Fantastic. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Thanks, as always, for your time. Now, the Raiders have been successful with the Blitz, but Peyton can pick you apart when you Blitz. So how do the Raiders get pressure on Peyton Manning Monday night? Somehow, someway, you have to get in his face. Coming off the edges does not work. He's got an amazing internal time clock that at that three-second mark, that ball is usually gone. So you have to get heat up the middle. The teams that have done well with him, the Baltimores, New Englands, the different teams that play him well, uh, even Pittsburgh, a lot of times they do it with a 3-4 you know, front and they're blitzing linebackers up the middle. But he's at a point now where he's such a machine, it's so hard to get to him. Now, his left tackle is out for the season. Ryan Clayton, Thank all pro. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, we need the right tackle to go down, too. Whatever and happened to the old it. adage where you don't pull for and guys to get hurt, Romo? to go down, and we need Decker, Demarius Thomas, and it will be fine. <laughs> well, Romo, the, the way that the Raiders have done it these first couple weeks is by all sorts of, you know, inventive and in, in sort of from different direction blitzes, but Aren't you just killing yourself if you try and blitz Peyton Manning? Well, hats off to Jason Tarver for what he's been able to do. And, you know, that just goes to show is they don't have the talent level to be able to line up and consistently get to the passer with four guys. They just don't have it. So Jason Tarver has to create... uh, you know, he has to get very creative in his blitz packages. And, you know, there's only so long you can do that. And especially a guy like Peyton Manning, he's he's going to expose you at some point. little different when you're playing against Chad Henney. Andrew Luck, hey, he was very successful early in that game, you know, in Indy. But as the game went on, they were able to slow him down a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think the best plan is we need to control the ball on our offense. We need to be able to run the ball, and we want Peyton to be sitting on the bench watching our offense march down the field scoring points. 
You know, I know one of the things you were concerned about with Jacksonville yesterday, Jace, was their tempo and, and not huddling and snapping it fast. And now you've already been watching Peyton, I know, this morning, so it gets elevated to a whole new level. Uh, Peyton is the master of the, you know, run the game at the line. But in years past, he would still milk that clock down. He'd do always the checks. he want to have the last check, and he'd snap it, you know, right around five or so. But now they're trying to snap it earlier and trying to get more plays off. So talk about the challenge of him no huddling, snapping more rapidly, and also doing it uh, at uh, altitude, one mile above sea level on Monday. Yeah, it, this was good practice for us. Jacksonville is in their early phases of running an on-the-line offense, and they can get up and snap it really well. What Peyton does and what the Broncos do very well is they change the tempo on you. He can line up right away and run a play, or he can line up right away, look at what you look like, and change the play. And you don't know when necessarily he's going to do that. So what you have to make sure that you do is understand what looks you're showing him and what he's going to do with that and apply the rules of the defense accordingly. So he, he's very good at changing the pace and those things and barking out different things and, and then snapping it quickly once he thinks he has the advantage or sees what, what we're doing. We need to be able to execute and get the call in quickly, which we were able to do well. I was very pleased with our communication yesterday from both our sideline and from our players to each other and from coaches to players to get the call in and get it executed quickly. We did not have any major mental errors for getting the call in on a tempo offense. And that's, of course, the biggest key to beating Peyton Manning is you absolutely can't leave anybody uncovered because he finds them every time. Uh, Jason Tarver, Raiders defensive coordinator, joining us. And in watching that Baltimore game, it's it's not only how good he is, but it's the combination of being where you are, being you know 5,000 uh, a feet above sea level. How difficult is the combination of all those things where he's so good and they're going fast and, and you're you're grasping for air? Well, the biggest thing is this. It's uh, it's one play at a time. It, it, the hardest thing that they do to you is try to make you forget that. You need to play each play to the best of your ability, and when that play is gone, go to the next play. Uh, the, the altitude for the NFL football player on that game – you know, it, it, it's that's negligible. You got to you got to just do your job. You got to get him the third down, and you got to get him the heck off the field. And uh, that's what you have to do to get him. Well, the second game we played here last year on Thursday night, we did a better job of that. You know, stopping him in the red zone multiple times. So I'm sure he's going to study that game as closely as he does because he studies everything. And then we'll need to have some adjustments for him, which we will. Uh, Chase, these teams that don't huddle and they get on the ball immediately, uh, do you have a system built in where you can call a, uh, a, a defense and then check out of the defense after you see what he's doing at the line? Can you check your check at the, with the communication to Nick Roach uh, after you've already made a uh, play call? Yes, or we can give them simple reminders. Just like you can talk to the quarterback up to 15 seconds on the play clock, we can talk to the middle linebacker up to 15 seconds like, hey, look, he's going to run over here, or... More than trying to change all 11, what we can add in is, hey, he sees this, move over here, you know, which is right. enough a lot of times on defense. A lot of times on defense, you don't want to change the play too many times. Can we and have we? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, that we're going to live in that all the time because you get in a check system and then you guys play slow. We don't want our guys to play slow. If you if you could just kind of put it in a nutshell, what is the key for slowing down their offense? Well, biggest thing is this: 
when when you're playing that offense, you need to get 11 guys on the same page. That's number one. And then number two is they're they're very good at identifying what leverages you're playing in the secondary or what your look is and delivering the ball to the correct player. We need to show certain things and then move to other things within our calls. So number one would be the call between myself to Nick and the defense, getting it in, getting it executed, and then understanding what that call tells Peyton Manning to do with the ball, what that call tells him to do with the ball, and then when he puts the ball where we want the ball, go get it. That's how you stop that offense. You have to understand what each call does and how he sees that call. And Denver will run the football. They will run that ball. They're going to try to run it down our throat because that's like the unexpected thing. They need to have that run. They've got some great weapons in that rug game. And so we have to be, like I said, ready for the run as well. Their offense is brutal. No, Sean Marino's running like a wild man, and no one's able to stop this guy. He's crazy. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a perfect combination runner-catcher that you want for a guy like Manning. I mean, their team's offense is loaded, and they've been showing it by double-digit beating people all season so far. So what do we got to do to stop these guys? We must get to the quarterback, Charles Woodson, simplified the entire game plan in an interview he had here uh, <laughs> on the NFL Network. Uh, check it out. I think Randy can pull this up. No, I don't think there's, there's any secret. I mean, you know, Peyton is a quarterback, and, and the most important thing about any quarterback is getting to him. And if you can get He's to him. It's not just any then, quarterback, Charles. If you get to him, any quarterback is, is, is just a quarterback if you can get to him. But if we don't get to him and we allow him to sit back there and pat the ball and, and, and go from his first read to his fourth, fourth read, then uh, it'll be a long day. I mean, you see what he's done the first couple of weeks, and uh, it's not been good for the opponent. So we got to get pressure on Peyton Manning. You guys obviously have the Broncos on Monday. Peyton Manning, uh, you might be able to get pressure on him a little bit easier after the loss of Ryan Clady. They find out today that he is gone for the year. So uh, how does that change things for you guys defensively? How do you approach things differently knowing that there is a, a different presence there? Uh, protecting Peyton's blindside. Is is Peyton still playing? He's still playing. Oh well, it don't matter. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter who else isn't playing. Well, you just if said Peyton, every if, every quarterback's just a quarterback if you can get to them. I've just uh, given you a uh, way to get to and, him. And, and if it was Cladian or whoever, we still got to get to him. But but as, but as long as he's still in the game, then that's what you got to worry about. So we we got to make sure, regardless of you know who who's on that line and and and, and what have you, we got to get to Peyton Manning. Somehow, some way, you have to get in his face. You got to get to the quarterback. It doesn't matter whether, what the hell, the line, who's got hurt, whatever. You can't, you know, listen, Ryan Clady is injured for Denver. Big freaking deal. Now, his left tackle is out for the season. Ryan Clady, Thank all pro. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, we need the right tackle to go down, too. <laughs> Because it doesn't matter. Someone else is going to get there. They're going to use a, a, a running back or a halfback to chip block or a tight end. It's not going to make any difference. If you give Peyton Manning the same amount of time, he is going to pick you apart. 
Woodson has it right. You got to get to the quarterback. That is it. It was funny. The Heisman class, when Woodson came out in a draft, was him, Manning. Randy Moss was in that class as well. So, man, that was a nice year to pick some players. Folks, Joe. Listen, we have to keep Manning off the field. If that means running the ball to get the third downs, let's do that. Let's drag out the clock. Clock time is going to make huge, huge difference in this game. The team that holds the most time is going to win. That's the end of it. And I'll tell you right now, the Raiders need to hold on to it. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to keep the defense of the Broncos is going to try to keep Pryor in the pocket. This is where I think it's time for Pryor to start throwing the ball. And more the case, the receivers better start freaking catching some balls because I've had enough of the butterfingers on the Raiders. We don't have one world-class wide receiver on our team. We don't have anybody going to the Hall of Fame on the Raiders. And if they want to have a job next year, they better start catching the freaking football. Getting open, doing their job, and this is the day to do it, my friends. Give Terrell Pryor someone to throw the freaking ball to because I know they're going to try to stuff us and keep us from running. They might be able to do that, but they will not expect us to pocket pass Terrell Pryor, and he's got to do a job. That's what I think. I think we got to really stun him early with some slant passes of our own, keep him in the pocket, quick passes, get some receivers out there that can catch a freaking ball, some tight ends, work the same kind of play. I mean, Peyton Manning, with all his bullshit pointing and 35, hut, hut, Nancy, Nancy, hush, hush. I, you know, I don't give a shit what he says. He could, he could say, suck my ass, one, two, three. If I was a defensive lineman, I wouldn't give a shit what he said because it doesn't mean shit. You have to get to him. You have to get to him early and often. That's the learning film, learning how their formations go. They are a slippery fish, these mofos, and I hate them. I hate them. Special teams must play epically. Marquette King's got to kick the ball and have it go out on the two for us to get some chances here. Field position is very important. In closing, let me say everybody knows or bets, they think they know, that the Raiders are going to get their ass handed to them on Monday night, and it very well might happen. But I know one thing for sure is the Raiders throughout the years I've seen them play, always, and I mean you can count on it, leave a kidney on divisional games. They play hard, especially in Denver against the Hose. And I'm banking on this young group of guys that has no quit in them at all. I mean, really, uh, to coin a phrase from the Raider take, are we missing Seymour? Are we? I mean, really, on this defense, are you missing that guy? How about <laughs> how about Tommy Kelly? How about Michael Huff? How about Rolando McClain? Are you missing any of these clowns? Do you miss them at all? I don't miss any one of them. I'm glad we have a team full of young, startup, crazy kids. I'm glad we have a team that is fighting for their job and not just sitting at the table sucking up all the money. 
I know Denver's a powerhouse and Monday night is a big deal and Manning always does great and yeah, 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 whatever. I don't give a shit. Come on, Raiders. Let's show up. Let's do what we got to do. And at least, at the very least, make them feel like they all got to go take a freaking ice bath because they've been beaten, battered, and freaking bruised through a a game of blood, sweat, and tears that they had to fight for to win. If that's the case, well, so be it. But that's the only way I'll accept us doing any less than winning. Trust me. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, I'm going to put a little tidbit here on the end of the show before I get into the bone line. Amy Trask was recently uh, interviewed and was talking about Terrell Pryor. And I thought it was very interesting, her take on Terrell and kind of an animosity she has with Reggie. There was certain friction there because that's why she was gone overnight from the Raiders facility. I think they had a fight uh, of power struggle, more the case. Needless to say, she has had confidence in Terrell Pryor for a very, very long time. She was here with Al for many years, trusted, very trusted confidant of Mr. Davis. And during the Flynn trade, she was highly objectable to the whole situation, didn't like it, didn't like the money for sure, And, well, you know, we only gave away some lower-round picks, but still, for Matt Flynn, the noodle-arm, concrete-shoe-wearing kid, so far, I mean, I I haven't, and neither has anybody else seen him do shit. Amy Trask had a good point, so, uh, well, it is what it is, and you can't go backwards, but it was interesting to hear the dynamic between her and Reggie. Very interesting. All right, it's time for the Bone Line 1. 800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone. It's time of year, man. It's crazy. Phone's blowing up. I'm loving every minute of it. You guys are funny. Don't stop calling. We got a lot of calls, but they are priceless. Throw it down, man. And also check out RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check us out on YouTube. Check out our videos. Just got one done from the home opener. It is funny. Check it out. RaiderNationPodcast.com. Randy does a fantastic job uh, doing his job, which is getting all the news in one place. You need the news. Get on it, folks. Okay. We're to the bone line, man. I I just, I freaking love this part of the show. Okay. And our first caller is Raider Steve from Pittsburgh. I love the East. What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Great? Raider Randy, this is Raider Steve calling from Pittsburgh. And I just want to say one thing. I like the fact that Real Pryor, that game against the Colts, he, he stepped up and said it's on him. And it really shouldn't have been. It's on the coaching staff. We're at the eight-yard line, first and goal, with the timeout, with a minute left. Why would you not protect your young quarterback, and why not run the ball? We could easily get three plays off within a minute, with the timeout especially. And I'm, I'm shocked if Dennis Allen had any type of backbone as a coach, he would say that, that that loss was on him. 
But anyways, no one gave us much chance to win the game anyways. But I was shocked. He played real good. I'm proud of him. First time in a long time I could say I was happy after a loss. Now here's the thing we definitely have to do against Jacksonville. I don't want them just to beat Jacksonville. If they're going to do anything this year, we'll know when they play Jacksonville because after a team loses a game that they should have won, they make a statement that next game, and we got to make a statement. I mean, that's all I have to say. Peace out, Raider Nation. Well, first of all, I agree 100%. I, the play call on that was Greg Olson, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure that Allen was pissed, but I was pissed like you were pissed. Bad coaching on that aspect of the game. The rest of the game was pretty good. But that one series was like they were all antsy. They should have just settled down and run the ball into the end zone for sure. Totally agree. Now, we beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we didn't beat them like I know we could have. And that, again, is on Greg Olson. And it's on Coach Allen as much as he likes to, you know, he fired the last offensive coordinator. Hey, man, at some point you got to hold the hot seat. And he's in a hot seat, so uh, we'll see what happens from here, brother. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, man. And next we have Raider Eric from Wisconsin. He's got some good stuff, man. What's happening, Eric? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Eric out of Wisconsin. Sorry, I'm called in a while. You know, school work, all that keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> but yeah, football is back, so you know we got to jump right back on the Raiders. So. Uh, this past game against the Jaguars, hey, it's always good to win. You know, nice nice to see home workers. I'd see a win. It really was. C-12 Pirates play well, C-McFadden play well, and especially Charles Woodson play well. But I'm also not going to get too worked up about it because um, it's the Jaguars, and honestly, I don't know who they're going to beat this year. They're <laughs> pretty freaking awful, but. Uh, still super good about the team. Defense played well. I'm not going to worry about the last touchdown because that was garbage time points. I mean, it really doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, they didn't really score a touchdown on us. They knew you were fully trying, and that's what matters. We were able to run the ball. I'd love to see that. The blocking was the blocking on the run was pretty good. Five sacks, I believe. That's that's awesome. So I didn't expect the defense to be to be this improved, but so far. Looking like it is. Pretty damn happy about that. And But it needs to be a lot better because we got the Broncos last week. And, I mean, we only scored one touchdown yesterday. And we need to put it in the end zone, especially if we're playing against the Broncos. I mean, we got to do better than one touchdown against the Jaguars. This is, I feel like it's been a problem for a while, that we can move the ball down the field. Once it gets out at, like, 10, 20 yards, we can put it in. We need to do that quickly. We got even the Chiefs look pretty offensively good this year. And obviously the Chargers always do. And the Broncos pretty nice secured up. So I'm not going to come up here and say we're going to, you know, 11-5 or make the playoffs or anything. I mean, I think we're going to go 6-10, 7-9 this year. But I'm liking what I've seen so far. So I, just, I, I don't know about the division, but I like what we've seen so far. I think we're going to have a all year, it's going to be some players who are proud they're going to improve on in the future. All right, Greg, good to hear from you again. Take care. Yeah, five sacks. 
I didn't mention it in my post game, but you know, I said the defense did good. Five sacks is crazy, but you got to look at the Jaguars offensive line. That's why their quarterbacks hurt. They suck. So five sacks. I'm not going to jump around the fire the fire pit on that one. Uh, we played enough to win. I mean, Woodson had that crazy play too, where he jumped across the defender and hooked uh, their running back and took him out of the game. From the old man, that's a studly move, and that is awesome. One TD against the Jaguars. That is pathetic. Like I said, our third down conversions were terrible, and we better be able to put some points on the board because Denver is not going to squeeze through a victory with 14 points. I mean, come on. We got to score some points, and we have to do that with some wide receivers that haven't showed up yet. We don't have anybody catching a damn football. And Terrell Pryor has all the right in the world to piss and moan about it, but he's not. So, uh, yeah, man, we got to pass that damn rock against Denver. And I mean just like them, slant passes, quick passes. Keep them in the pocket. I mean, that's what I think. Fool their ass, I think. Who knows? Thank you for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Matt from Southern Illinois. Raider Matt, what is up? Raider Greg, Raider Matt down here in Southern Illinois. Had a good week, too, I guess. I'm not uh, very excited about that loss, um, or that win, rather. Yeah, about the win we just had. I was more excited about the loss we had in Indianapolis. Um, you know, seemed like a better show. I think possibly Fryer was put on low gear, maybe saving up some energy for next week, because in Monday we go against Denver, and that's going to be a tough game. Uh, Denarius Moore's got to find his hands. Uh, that's just a bottom line there, and I think he can. And I don't know, maybe I've missed something, but uh, where's Bryce Butler went? I think he's a bigger player than uh, what he's been able to show yet. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got KC coming up. They're tough, and I will be at that game in Kansas City. Arrowhead fans supporting the silver and black. Anyway, um, just a little comment about your show. Love it. The only thing I don't like about it. Ready, Greg? Is it only don't come on enough? Need to have a show once a week. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work. Love you all, Raider Nation, forever. I'm out. Well, there you go. I, I'm telling you, our wide receivers, everybody, I, we, I think our tight ends the only guys catching a football nowadays. We have to have some help for Pryor, man. He can't be running around crazy looking for people to get open and then throw the ball for the drop. So, yes, our wide receivers, anybody catching that ball has got to keep their freaking hands on it. Because we have to score more than seven points against Denver and Kansas City, who's also going to be formidable for sure. But it is a great party, brother. I love it. KC throws one hell of a bash for the silver and black. So I know you're going to be in good hands and have a great time. Thank you for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Sean from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Big time East response this week, man. What is happening, brother? Yatishikis. This is Raider Sean from Minneapolis, Minnesota. That was Navajo for Hello, My Friend. We're playing Denver this coming Monday night. I'm really looking forward to the game. Even though I no longer am from the IE, I reloaded to Minnesota after I retired. I'm looking forward. I think we're going to get a win this coming Monday night against those Bronco hoes. 
we put an ass beating on that team in their own crib 59 to 14, October 24, 2010. And you know their fans are still crying about that one. But for some strange reason, I have a feeling we're going to come out with a win. Remember a few years ago when uh, Green Bay was a juggernaut and they thought they were going to go undefeated and they went into Kansas City and they got their asses kicked? Well, I think we're going to surprise Manny and his uh, minions of his fans and we're going to beat their ass. I, I have faith in uh, Aaron Pryor. I have faith in our coach. We're turning it around this year. I'm a Raider fan for life. Even though I relocated, I'm still a Raider fan for life. And, Greg, love your podcast. Keep the good news coming, my brother. And party on. Thanks. Bye-bye. That is a very bold prediction. I would love to see it happen. It has happened. We have risen to the occasion. I want a good game. I do not want a blowout. But look who they've blown out, man. <laughs> they blowed out last year's Super Bowl champions. Blow them out. So the Raiders need to play as hard as they ever possibly can this season. This is the game to show what they got or what they don't got. So we shall see. Uh, I'm not saying a victory, but I'm saying a hard-fought uh, battle, and I know Denver's going to feel it, and that's really important to me. And I'd like to see some improvement in our receiving core, and maybe, you know, our offensive line, maybe our defense. Tyvon Branch is out, but I, we have Usama Young. We got some players in there that can fill the void. So let's just hope. I hope, man. We got to hope that 59-14 to 14 was a beatdown, but it was a different team, my brother. Thank you for the props, man. And next, my very good brother, also from the East. Wow, well, I told you guys are coming in big. The Raiders' edge. From Buffalo, I believe. What is happening, man? Raider Greg, what's up? It's the Raiders' Edge. Uh, I just want to make a quick comment on the game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What we saw as Raider fans in that game, believe it or not, is good coaching. Yes, it's very shocking. I have been very critical of Dennis Allen and his staff. But what happened on Sunday is what you call good coaching. The Jaguars' defense, they prepare for Charles Pryor all week. They set the edge. They weren't going to let him run all over like he did versus the Colts. He still got some yards. So what did Greg Olson do? What did the Raiders' coaching staff do? They adjusted. All right, they're going to do that. We're going to pound the ball up the middle. We're going to pound the ball with Darian McFadden and Jennings and Reese, and we're going to smash you in the face. That's called adjusting. It's, 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 it's scheming. That's, that's good coaching. You see something, you switch it. On defense, you know, Raiders don't really have a great pass rush. They don't have a dominant defensive line. So what does Jason Tarver do? He's scheming. He's sending corners and safeties and linebackers. He's blitzing all over the place. And you don't know when it's coming. It's not obvious when it's coming. I don't know when it's coming. When fucking Rob Ryan was here, I, I knew everything. Like, I was so predictable. Right now with Tarver, I don't know when it's coming. This is good coaching. That's what this is right now. I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to take this right now. I'm very happy. I'm a very happy Raider fan right now. We're one and one. Let's just see what happens in the coming weeks. 
But I think we have a reason to be excited right now. Thank you, and guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Well, I think coaching was okay. I don't think Olsen was no genius. I just think that it was very conservative, and we need to spread our wings against a team like that to try out what we can do. Uh, I'm not a big believer in holding back anything. Uh, We should have beat their ass. It was important for us to get a win. To me, it was important for us to get a serious win. So it was okay coaching. I'm not going to get, I'm not letting Greg Olson off the hot seat. For me, he hasn't proven me jack shit because our passing game blows. And until we have a full offense, then we'll see. But Olson hasn't proven anything to me, and neither has Allen. Uh, the jury's still out for me, but I'm glad you have confidence. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure there's a bunch of people who do. And next we have the Desert Raider. He's from the IE. That's the Inland Empire for those who don't know. What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is the Desert Raider from Cape in the IE. Hey, we got to win. You know, we got to win. So I'll take it. It wasn't uh, pretty. Uh, defensively, it was. I think defensively, we went out there and, and took it to these guys, you know. So uh, I'm a little concerned about Branch's injury. But shit, that happens, you know. Next man up. You know what they say. Uh, offensively, uh, McFadden tore it up. There you go, baby. You do that, then you're opening stuff up for, for other people. So um, week one, we featured Terrell Pryor. Week two, Darren McFadden. Week three against the Broncos. Dude, I think we're going to go with Marcel Reese. You know, you got, we got to give him some touches. Keep these guys off balance. They don't know who we're going to go for, you know. So um, if our receiving core, especially Denarius Moore, gets their shit together, um, we're going to have a, a, a nice little offense here, a nice little offensive attack. Uh, defense, you, you kicked ass, did a good job, but we're going to have to play better all the way around if we're going to be competitive against the Broncos. I hate those motherfuckers, but right now they're a fucking juggernaut, so we need to to slow them down, to contain them, and stay in the game. You just want to be competitive and stay in the game. Once that fourth quarter hits and it's a, you know, just ten point differential, we we can fucking do it. We can. We just have to play smart. And I love the fact that we have cleaned up our fucking problem with the penalties. Good fucking job, and that's coaching. So. Um, Hats off to the uh, the Raider organization. Nice win. Let's go. Let's keep getting better. Fucking hate the Broncos. Let's at, let's at least make Manning think twice before he goes back into the pocket. You know what? Go out, hit him. Hit him. Take his ass out. I'm not saying being dirty, don't be dirty and don't do anything illegal. Just play old-fashioned football and lay the wood to that motherfucker. All right? Okay. Hey, and one more thing, man. Thanks for this this podcast. This thing kicks ass. That's all I got to say. This is Desert Raider. Out. Well, the defense played well, but it's the Jaguars. And the offense, you know, the receivers, listen, the problems we have are very clear to us. Let's remember now, no expectations. That's the name of the game for this season. We hope. We pray. Because 
I'll tell you, man, it is all about proving yourself this season for these players. So who knows who's going to rise to the top, but whoever does is going to get a freaking paycheck next year. So let's just see how it rolls out. I just can't stand it. If we get blown out, I am going to be so freaking pissed. Let's hope it don't happen. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, we have my very good friend and trusted comrade in arms, my good brother, the Surface Raider. Hey, man, check this guy out. He is always on the dial. He's always dialed in. I love his takes. Check him out. Hey, Ready Greg, Ready Nation. Um, it's the Surface Raider um, calling midway through the week between um, the Jags game and the game against the Broncos coming up. And I think we've now had two good looks at this team and a couple of themes decided to come through. Uh, one is that they've come to play, which is great. Uh, we all said in, in what is a rebuilding year, what we wanted to see was some competitive football that would enable us to watch exciting games. And Pryor certainly brought the excitement to that. Um, he, he is when he gets going electrifying. Still big question marks over his ability to throw the ball. Um, and time will tell with that. And I hope that's what he gets. I hope he gets the full season. Uh, and at the end of, of 16 games, we'll have a good idea of what we've actually got in that guy. And the other thing is he's, he's raw, he's young. Um, he's only got three starts under his belt. And he's going to make the rookie mistakes. So I'd, I'd like to stick with Pryor, provided he can stay healthy. And uh, I'd like to see what we've got in him. Really pleased with the way the defence has been playing, which is great. Um, slightly alarmed by the way the injuries are racking up, and losing Branch now I think is is, is a real blow. Um, you know, we've got a secondary together that was looking incredible, but that's going to be a big hole in the middle of it. It's going to be tough to fill. Uh, what I am enthused about actually is looking looking to how this team can be put back together when the injuries come off. Um, I think that uh, our line actually looks like it has the potential to be solid. I like the pass rush that's been generated. That's going well. Um, all in all, things are looking good. But most of all, they're playing with energy and enthusiasm. And they're playing 60 minutes of football, which is great to see. Um, the one thought I would have, I almost called in before the Jags game to say this is this is one of those games that could make or break a team. And uh, we came out of the, the Colts game with a tremendous amount of energy. Things had really gone well. Um, even though we lost, it was, you know, it was an upset how well we played. And it was great to see. Um, and I thought that if we'd lost the game to the Jacks on the back of that, it would have been a killer, actually. Um, yeah, it's the kind of thing we can put a team's heads down for an entire year. Uh, it sets the tone. Uh, I thought if we won, that that would be great. We get the momentum going. Um, the team would have something to start building behind and actually some belief would come in. What actually happened was kind of halfway between the two. And um, in many ways, they came out firing. You know, that first drive was, was good stuff. And then they degenerated to the level of a, a very poor team in the Jacks. And I think they're a better team than that. Um, but they turned what, what should have been a blowout into a shit-off. Um, very difficult to get things going. Even Janikowski was, was missing. Uh, I think we just didn't see the Raiders doing what they can do in that game. Uh, I think it sets us up nicely for the Broncos game. I can see us upsetting Denver, actually. Um, it's going to be very difficult for... Denver to to get their team really up for this game because we look crap um, and they you know they're playing with the big boys. But you know, I reckon it's playing Peyton Manning and he's with the Colts is not a bad record. And uh, I think the defense is good. I think that the Broncos' offense could be contained if we can get to Manning. And uh, I think this one has upset written all over it. So I'm looking forward to this week. 
probably going to have to eat my words, but I'm, I'm actually behind this one. I think we could be looking at two and one at the end of this. Anyway, looking forward to Monday Night Football. Go Raiders. Seth Raider, I'm out. Wow. That's a lot from you, man. That's a lot from the surface Raider thinking that we could take it. I mean, but he said himself, you know, he might have to eat his words just like me. But listen, man, this is a prime position with a young team with a lot of unknowns. That's the problem Denver has is not knowing the talent that we have because we haven't shown it yet. We did play under ourselves against the Jags. I believe there's more talent there. And I, I know we always, and I use this word, always play tough in Denver. So let's see. It would be epic. I would love it. Thanks for the call, my man, very much. Always good. And next, my good brother, Raider Grant from Salem, Oregon. The guy brings it. Full of passion. Great fan. Check it out. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. Just want to say, go Raiders. Uh, leading, or, excuse me, tied with uh, leading the league in sacks and leading the league in rushing. Way to go, boys. Uh, we thought we were supposed to suck and, and just get whooped all year, but it looks like we're going to be competitive, and, and I really appreciate that, uh, especially where our lineup's at. So good job. Go Raiders. Uh, I expect a strong showing against the Denver Broncos. That's all I hear is about Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, and the Broncos. Well, you know what? I saw John Gruden holding his – Lips tight with a little smile when they were talking about the next up-and-coming Monday night football game. You know, he gives us and everybody gives us no chance. But you know what? We always play good against Denver, in Denver. And I expect us to do that. Best game coming up, week three, against the Broncos. I can't stand Denver, and I hope not that Peyton Manning gets hurt, but I hope we put that motherfucker on his back more times than not. So let's go, boys. Up and get some man in. Go Raiders. Again, another Raider fan just full of hearing the media just gluing their lips to the ball sack of Peyton Manning. You know, <laughs> that would be so sweet, the win. Yes. And 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 just getting in there and fighting hard, harder than any other team. That's good enough for me. I'm telling you, I want to see some blood bruises. I want to see some guys taken off the field, and I want them to be in blue and that putrid orange uh, for sure. So let's hope so, man. I hope the Raiders got something. We've missed him once, but we will never miss him again. This is the man. I love this guy. He is a classic. That's right. You know it. Money Man has Spoken. What's up, brother? Yeah, this is Money Man that's spoken. Greg, 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 man, what y'all been doing? Y'all haven't been trying to get me in on the phone line the last two weeks. Y'all been ducking and dodging, man. I'm gonna have some clean shit to say. Hope you get this one in. It's not going to be as nasty as the last two because I kind of, you know, was in a good mood because we got a victory. So bring it home, man. Bring it home. 
Yeah, we got it done, man. Jacksonville, hey, football team, everybody expected us to win. Some was like, you know, we might have a letdown or whatever, but we got it done. Got the victory. Didn't want to show Denver too much because, you know, we got them next Monday night, so, yeah, we got to play a little bit conservative. Of course, some people think, oh, proud don't have no regression and all that, but I'm like, no, man, that's what the game plan called for. We wanted to get Derek McFadden involved, Marcel and the group, get them involved, run the ball, you know, just win the game. And that's what we did. But we got a few things to clean up, you know. Hey, Lucas Knicks, you got to go, man. You got to go. You're going to be demoted, uh, sent packing because that blocking is non-existent. We cannot have that bullshit whipping out there every damn week. So we're going to have to find a replacement for you, their player. And Janikowski, you big fat-ass Polish sausage, get out there and kick the damn ball between the goalposts, man. Listen, Shane is not walking through that damn door. You better get used to Marquette King holding that damn ball for your big fat ass and get up them damn points. You cost us in the damn end the game, and you're missing chip shots, 35 yards. We cannot have that bullshit against the Broncos Monday night. But all in all, hey, our defense looks damn good. I can't believe we're playing that damn good on defense. So I have to get credit to Reggie McKenzie and Jake Tarver. They got the defense rolling. Hopefully they'll be able to contain, you know, Peyton Manning somewhat next week. But, hey, I'm pleased so far. Hope we can keep this up and be competitive throughout the season. And saying that, I'm out. Very well said. Lucas Nix needs to hit the road. I agree. The good thing about that, man, we have two offensive linemen uh, Menelik Watson's going to come back, and we also have Valdir. Eventually, he'll make it back. So those are good things for us later this season. So uh, we got some improvement we can already put in there without worrying about a draft pick next season. So that's a good thing. And, you know, Janikowski is going to have to, you know, just great, reach down and grab the pair he has and get over it. Marquette King is the guy, and just watch him start to do well in the kicking game. Give him some confidence, man. I love this kid. He's a good guy. Hey, man, it's always good to hear from you. I ain't avoiding your call. You just have to call at the right time, which is, well, right after a game is the best thing. So thanks for the call, brother. Always good. Next, my very good friend in the desert, Raider Malik from Tucson, Arizona. Man, what is going on, brother? Yo, Raider Greg, this is Raider Malik from Tucson. Checking in. Uh, yeah, Raiders, baby. Uh, feels good. I feel like uh, finally some of the things that I've seen for this team in the future are starting to come to fruition. Uh, the defense looks so much fucking better. The run defense seems to be pretty damn solid. I, I, I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, they still give up some big plays every now and then. Uh, secondary still needs a little bit of work. Guys are falling left and right, you know, as far as injuries, offensive line, you know, secondary. you got to overcome, man, adapt and overcome. Uh, as far as the, the performance against the Jaguars, fucking loved it. 
all my little friends, you know, trying to call and give me little congratulations and try to get a little bandwagon. I basically just told them, fuck off. I've been saying for so long now that this is a year you're going to see a big turnaround with this team. I got tired of all the doubters, the detractors, uh, things that finally starting to happen. Uh, Terrell Pryor, uh, he's great. He's running the ball. He's wonderful. When he's throwing the short passes, he's great. He needs to work on his long passes, though. He still has a little bit of loft in his ball. I'd like to see that get corrected. But the guy is a, is a natural leader. I, I love to hear him talk about this team. Uh, he throws no one under the bus but himself. He's uh, unselfish. He really wants to win. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. Uh, what else can you fucking ask for, man? That's that's fucking phenomenal. Uh, really looking forward to this game against the Donkeys on Monday. Uh, one of my friends is a, is a major Donkey fan. I've been getting all kinds of bullshit emails and tweets from her, so I can't wait till Monday because I'm just going to really rub the shit in her face. And uh, I hope the Raiders fucking stomp their ass. I really do. I'm so tired of the fucking Broncos. They look like a really good team, but I'm just tired of no one talking about this team right now. I mean, the fact that they're one-on-one um, really raised a lot of eyebrows, but it's funny because when you look at highlights on you know, ESPN or NFL Network, they don't even want to talk about the team, man. They just show a quick score and move on. And they they spend an hour talking about the fucking Cowboys or somebody or some bullshit. But uh, that's fine, you know. We don't we don't need them on the bandwagon. I don't need them to be fans. Fuck them, you know. Raider Nation all the way. And uh, can't wait till like I said like I said till Monday. Uh, I'm gonna get that in and uh, definitely gonna be at the bar checking that out. Uh, one last thing before I go. A couple podcasts ago, guys were calling in and giving uh, Snoop Dogg a bunch of shit about wearing a Seahawks jersey uh, at the game. And uh, my brother actually used to run the same gang with him back in Long Beach. I'm originally from Long Beach. And he spoke to him, and uh, what what found out is that the reason why he's wearing that jersey is because Pete Carroll really supported him uh, throughout his career, and he promised that he would always be there to support him. And that was his explanation as to wearing a jersey. He was wearing that basically not to diss Raider fans of Raider Nation, but to actually support Pete Carroll. The weird thing is that he said he's actually a, he's been a Steeler fan since he was a kid, which I thought was kind of funny because he never mentioned that to me when I talked to him back in the day. But anyway, just want to throw that out there. I still think it's a buster move. I, I don't agree with him wearing a jersey, but I just want to throw that out there just so people can, you know, lay off him a little bit, I guess. I don't know. But fuck it. Raider Nation, can't wait till fucking Monday. So fucking stoked. Oh, yeah, and McFadden. About time you showed up, motherfucker. Damn. Give him the ball. And Marcel Reese, you give him an extension. Give him the ball, man. I mean, obviously these two guys can actually run the ball. It'd be nice if they actually got a chance to prove that. And as far as the receivers, Denarius Moore, I don't know what the fuck your problem is, dude, but I'm real close to just dropping your ass. I'm, I'm almost done with you, man. Jerron Craner needs to get a chance to really show what he can do. But uh, we'll see what happens. But can't wait until Monday, like I said, and uh, go Raiders. Well, you can tell that girl that's a Denver Bronco fan. You can ask her when she started being a fan. Was it last week or was it yesterday? They have the biggest bandwagon in the country. And, yes, they don't even talk about the Oakland Raiders. I don't give a shit. Matter of fact, it's better. I love it. There are very few people give us any damn credit, which is okay with me because I'm following those people. Man, if we beat Denver, it will be all about how Denver had issues and all about how Denver had problems. 
It will never be about how the Raiders played a great game. So, no, if we beat them, it will be all about Denver's woes and not what the Raiders can do. Trust me on that. So, who cares? Monday night, we got a chance to show up. Let's hope it happens. Thank you for the call, my brother. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this show. The Raider Nation podcast show 385 is in the books. The pre and the post game are in the books. And hopefully we will come to a victory Monday night and electrify the Raider Nation and shut the pie holes of these ESPN Manning loving mofos. I can't stand the Denver Broncos. You guys know it. I can't say it enough. And I know you are feeling me right now. <laughs> okay, nation, let's get this done. Come on, Raiders. Show the hell up. I am Raider Gray, and I am out. <laughs>